Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Peter Paul Parker. Peter is a Don master, a musician, and sound healer. He works both with the energy of the physical body as well as the, the energy body. He's a Qigong champion, winning the international competition with the British team in Korea in 2016. He achieves amazing results with highly sensitive people and empaths using the dream method. This is a great conversation. I love his story about how he had a distinct choice point as a child where he intuitively knew he could go one of two ways and his life would be vastly different depending on his choice. We talk a lot about the healing power of sound and how energy moves through the body and chakras. There's bonus content if you want to hear more details about sound and the chakras. Just go to the show notes and click the link to receive that free content. And now a quick word from one of my sponsors. Please check out the full list of partners on the meditationconversation.com forward slash sponsors for all the links and discounts. You can get deals on great products such as best made natural products. I use these homeopathic remedies every day to keep my health at its peak and to address any issues that crop up if something comes out of balance. I much prefer homeopathic remedies which are natural and without side effects and Best Made is my go-to brand. Use the link on my site and code CARA10% for 10% off your order. And now enjoy this episode. So welcome, Peter. I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a, a wide breadth of experience in the arena of consciousness. Have you always been interested in mind, body, spirit, or has that come over time? Yes, I have. I realized because I had quite a traumatic childhood, and I realized at quite an early age that I had a choice to either play the bad boy or the good boy, and mm. it was particularly when I was 12 years of age, it's after my mother had died and I was acting up at, at home because I was sent off to boarding school and I, my, my mother was kind of like my best friend at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was really acting up at school and at home and we were in this um, hospital and they were talking about my future and I realised at that point in inside of my consciousness, I have a choice here. I can go in there and act up and I'll get into very, very serious trouble or I can walk out there like an angel and actually be my true self and be who I really want to be, actually, as a human being. And I, and I chose that path, and all of that alleviated all the, all the problems of me being in the hospital, saying, well, we're going to have to do something with him because of his bad behaviour. made me realise there's something inside of me that is bigger than all these emotions, feelings, and sensations that I have um, and that I react to. And that really set me on a path to looking at the world in a different way. Because I always felt a little bit different when I was younger from my brothers. I had five brothers. And oh, I always wow. felt like I had a sense of connection to something that was a little bit bigger. But people used to call me like a dreamer or, you know, stop overthinking things or you're too sensitive, you're too this, you're too that. And I never really bought into that because I'm thinking, how can you be too sensitive? How can you be too moralistic? How can you be too aware of actually what your senses are? And they're telling me not to be like that. So, yeah, it's been all my life, really. And at first I thought it was a curse, but now I realize it's such a beautiful blessing. Oh, wow. So how 
how did that that um, play out practically? So you kind of, it sounds like you had that choice point and maybe there was some sort of awakening. I mean, that's the kind of the word that comes to mind for me, which is funny because you're a dreamer, you know, you've got the dream message, <laughs> but it's like, yes. oh, okay, well, some spark like woke up within you. Was that age 12, did you say? It was before then, but even when my mother was alive, I felt that there was uh, kind of something wrong with with sort of the way that human beings were interacting with each other. But that was like a real turning point for me to realize that there was something inside of me that really woke up and thought, actually, this is really precious. Um, right. I didn't realize it was so precious until much later on in life, but it, it did connect with me and actually guided me actually through my astrology really well to this point in my life, which has been quite amazing, really, because when I had my astrology done in my late 20s, it just explained my life perfectly, and I, I can see why these things happened in my life to get me to this point here. So I have a choice, obviously, all the way through that. But that was, yeah, at that age of twelve, I realised that I had a choice. And when you hear the gurus and all these great uh, teachers tell us, "Yeah, you have a choice every moment. You have a choice," it doesn't really sink in until you actually get to the point of having that choice. And when you do get that, to that point of having that choice, you realise, "Whoa." there's something in here that's not making me react and go in and play the bad boy in that meeting or doing this or doing that, reacting to life. So at that point, I realized that I wasn't going to react to life. I was going to respond to it. And that's my journey to this point. As you say, with the dream method is now all about responding to life rather than reacting. So it was an early, early realization for me, but then it got, it, it it grew on me uh, through the years as I went into the sales world, I was, I was sent to what they call a really good school and I went into the sales world and it was, <laughs> it was awful. It was like uh-huh. lots of sharks swimming around me, to the, taking from, from um, me all the time, taking my leads. And I was good at sales because I was natural and I was really wanting people to get the best because I was selling advertising from what I was selling. But then I found people stealing from me and taking from me and, 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 and the managers taking sides of the other people in the team because they were more corporate type people where I wasn't. So they, they thought that they were going to be bumping up the ladder a bit quicker than me. So I walked away from that and became a professional musician. Mm. Really took a lot of courage because it was a well-paid job and I had a mortgage and everything like that. So I walked away from all of that, decided to become a professional musician to follow my passion. So from that, that choice from a young boy, I realised Actually, this life is here to experience it, not just to go go along the sort of hamster wheel as you're going round and round and round doing the same things all the time. So that had its challenges when I became a musician. But I, I, I realised, looking back at that time, I became really good at it. I got, I got into the who's who of popular music. And the musicians that I was playing with, we, we called it jamming when you were making bits up of, uh, of the music as you were going along, especially live. And I realized at that time, looking back at my music career, that they, they were my deepest meditations because you were 100% in the moment. You are 100% in the moment with other beings around you focusing on the same thing. And that was so stress-relieving, anxiety-relieving, trauma-relieving for, for all, of, all of those wonderful experiences you get from meditation. It was actually me doing that, um, playing in the moment with 
improvising bits of music. It was fantastic. Right. Yeah. Because you're in a flow, right? They call that the flow state. And so it is like an energy, like a current of energy that you are stepping into with others. And I'm not a musician, but I have been in the flow in other ways where, but it's, I find that amazing to, to experience that with other people and then have like an output that other people can, you know, you can hear, you can, you're creating something that has like a, a, a sensory, um, you know, where people can experience that through their senses, but it's amazing to be in that flow. And I can imagine like the, the nuances that you're picking up on, you know, to be able to know like where to go, where it's, it's, and it's not like a rational brain thing, but you're so into it that you're picking up on these clues and cues that you could try to analyze and like script and write down and, and like pick apart. And it could take, I'm, it could take a long, long time to try to perfect it so that like, okay, that when this like subtle, you know, note happens with this instrument or whatever, then we're going to like, that's our cue that we're going to, you know, shift over. But it's like, no, this is just happening. Like there's parts of you that are responding that aren't even aware, you know, or aren't even almost feeling like they choose to, you know, going back to choice, but. Definitely. And you, 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 connected very very connected to what what the other musicians are doing because you mm-hmm. you you you're hearing it you're 100 percent present in the moment and mm-hmm. that's when i realized when i first heard about mindfulness and meditation i'd realized i've been doing it uh, myself personally but in a different kind of way and getting into that flow state is phenomenal especially when you're getting into writing music performing music um even recording music and getting that process down onto some sort of recording formula. Like we used to use the, the, the 24-inch tape, uh, the 24-track 2-inch um, tape, and now it was, it's all digital, you go onto the computer. But it was an important process to be in that flow state to create things, and that's what is a problem with a lot of people now is they're so stressed and anxious to get into that flow state and create something that they actually want or they, they actually enjoy doing. It's difficult to get out of that, what I would call the sympathetic nervous state, which is what we learned in Qigong is that you're stressed and anxious. And that's what I loved about Qigong. When I first took it up, when my uh, music business sort of career was failing, uh, for want of a better word, it was it was going more into, I was a rock musician. It was more going into like dance and uh, pop, pop sort of music. So that, that naturally waned, the live work naturally waned, and I, what was I going to do next? So I was getting stressed and anxious about that again, and my trauma was coming back up. And that's when I found Qigong, and Qigong was just a wonderful, because I didn't realise what meditation really meant, because it's an enormous umbrella, as you know, it's an enormous umbrella covering many, mm-hmm. many different subjects. And then I, I suddenly realised when I was practising the Qigong with my movement, and my breathing combined with my mind on my body, which is sounds really easy to do, but it isn't. And you're keeping your body soft with your mind. So keep, that's what I say when I'm instructing it now is keep softening your body with your mind. So your energy is flowing through all the chakras and the meridians and you're, you're actually really 100% engaged with your body. And as soon as I started doing that 
properly because at first I think, ah, oh, this is this is just yeah, typical cynic. Yeah, this is just what, what they're talking about. And then when I started doing it, I suddenly realised all my stress and anxiety was like melting off of me. And then years into the practice, when I got into it a lot deeper, my trauma started to uh, alleviate and heal as well. And I'm a completely different human being to what mm. I was that little 12 year old boy, but I'm, I'm more in contact with what that 12 year old boy saw in that moment than I ever have been in my whole life. So it's helped me come more into myself and connect more deeply with myself, which is what we call self-realization was starting to realize what I am. I'm nowhere near reaching any where my potential is as a human being. And meditation has really helped me in all its wonderful forms to get me to that position of actually that realization, which I think is a beautiful thing. And my my mission now would be to help as many people as I possibly can to get to that point. Because I think when we do that and we have conversations like this, it's so open and free. You know, there's no polarization, there's no discrimination, there's no judgment. It's like, oh, really? Have you 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 felt that too? It's usually bringing people closer together rather than making them feel polarized and and parts. So because there's so many people now, isn't there, that feel lonely and isolated. <laughs> I'm sure you're meeting them quite a lot. And, and excuse me, but this is where I feel this is where we're going to find common ground as human beings as this this awakening process happens with more and more people, and I'm meeting more and more people where I'm having these kinds of discussions. And I remember the first time when I first became a Qigong instructor, I was trying to get into gyms. And it was like what we call a council gym. So I had to go and meet the head of the council and the head of the gym in the gym that I was I was proposing to take my Qigong class in. So I took a deep breath, and this was a few years ago. And I said, right, I am going to speak confidently about the chakra system. I am going to speak confidently about the meridians. I am going to speak confidently about meditation because there was no meditation going on in that gym at the time. And I walked in, and I just spoke how I am speaking to you now, really confidently. I expressed the energy body as in like the same as the physical body because we have eyes to see and nose to, to smell. We have different energies in the body that has have different elements to it. Like we have anger and we have love and we have peace and we have sort of irritability and all these different ang- um, energies we have. So I explained it like that. And, they, and I said, these energies have center points in them. And, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, this, is, this sounds brilliant. We really want this for the gym. Um, and I was, I walked out of there going, wow, this has really changed. I, th- I was expecting a barrage of like, this is all new age. <laughs> yeah. Wookie stuff sort of, um, that, that doesn't really, uh, have anything to do with our gym. Anyway, I started the class and this wasn't the first class I've done, but this is the first time I got into like, uh, younger people as it were. And it started off a regular turnout of about six people for a few months and then they moved uh, into better premises then it just exploded it was like 30 35 people a week wow. every class and they were really getting into it and it was unfortunately there was a an altercation with one of the the, the chiefs of, of the gym they wanted outside instructors out of their gym and they were putting pressure on me and trying to reduce my wage and all that and I, I just I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore and we mutually decided to go our separate ways and that last class it was so emotional because none of them wanted me to leave because I was teaching them so much about the mind body spirit experience without sitting there lecturing them I was getting them to do it through their body which is what 
Qigong is all about is about learning this through your body. Your body is an amazing antenna for picking up on this. And some people naturally get that anyway. But many of us, like me, have to work on it. And I had to, I had to really work on my body. I had to get rid of all the residues of Jack Daniels from the rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went back into the fruit smoothies for my more sort of mindfulness career. So it was a, a incredible journey for me and completely changed me. As I say, go back to that young boy, which I, w- I want to keep going back to that young boy who saw that moment and still had that imagination to create the life that I actually really want. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I'm interested in, um, you know, you've talked about sound and you've talked about being in that flow. Um, and I know that you, or I understand you use sound as a healing modality. Do you work with people on that or is that more your own healing? At first I started using sound, um, tuning forks for the chakras and the solfeggio tones. I was very skeptical Mm -hmm. about it at first. So I used to use it, use them on on people that come in and I would never ask them any questions, but go through the chakra system and the solfeggio tones and then ask them after the session, what issues have you been having in their life? And they would answer, for instance, if they were having problems with their relationships or their connections to their community, it would be the root or the second chakra that was out. And that that went throughout the body um, and sort of heart relationships as well. The the tuning forks were so amazing because I'd, I'd wave them, I'd, I'd obviously hit them so they'd, they'd uh, resonate, mm-hmm. take them over the chakra and they would go up a little bit of the, the chakras overactive and go under the tones like, as you were going over the chakra. And I, I, just, I just went, wow. At that point, I went, wow, I've done all this um, training on the chakra system through my Qigong. But when, you, when I did it with those tuning forks and it was empirical evidence for me to, to realise that they're actually there, I went, oh, my goodness me. And then the uh-huh. self-educated tones, which I was sceptical about. I was very sceptical about channelling. But I've learned to trust now, trust proper people who are, who are channelling properly. But th- those, the information about the self-educated tones was channelled. And then when I started using those self-educated tones on human beings and realising that there was different tones where they were having problems in their life. The tuning fork just sounded out of tune with the body. And I just went, oh, this is terrible. And then I'd keep waving it over those particular areas and it would bring that area back into resonance. And people would say, wow, this is like having a sonic shower. And that's what I I realised, that people were coming to me as if it was a spa. So they were just coming in for like a relaxation session and not really moving themselves forward. My point is really I'm not your guide or your your guru. I can be your mentor for a while, but I want you to move towards self-realization. So I don't do the sound um, tuning forks that often anymore. What I've moved on to is sound toning where I can do that in groups and I usually do that with groups that I teach Qigong with. So mm-hmm. we, we tone vocally on each chakra. And that to me is more important because it's making you realize that you have the power inside of you to heal yourself. And that's what mm. I really want is using the exterior tuning forks. It's all cool. It's really nice. And I, I, I don't mind doing it, but I prefer people to actually realize that they, they've got the power to do 
this for themselves rather than have to keep coming back to me, which I don't mind either, but I want them to empower themselves. And that's why I think vocal toning is more, um, I'm more into that at the moment and I'm more into getting people to empower themselves through that. Because when you do get into it, when we finish the toning session, me personally, I feel so light and clean and empty and, and less, none of this baggage that comes in with all these uh, stresses of the day, all of that's disappeared and melted away and you're actually coming more and more close, closer to your true or your authentic you. Because we're mm-hmm. multi-level beings, as you know, mm-hmm. but this coming into the core of us, that's, to me, is, is really important for all of us to, to, to keep going in. That's why my tagline is journey inwards, succeed outwards. So mm-hmm. if you journey inwards, you succeed outwards. And that happens in many different people's lives that I help now. It's, it's yeah. quite, quite incredible to watch. Well, we've taught, we've alluded to the dream method, um, but I would love to hear more about, about that. Can you take us through what the dream method is? Dream method's really designed for people like me who are highly sensitive, uh, they're intuitive, uh, empaths, they really care about other people. And they tend to, their heart chakra tends to go in and out like a concertina because they're not dealing with their energy very, very well. So I learned through Qigong and all the other modalities that I taught, like sound healing and all the other meditations I went through, I learned that this has really, this has really helped me. And so the dream method is, is like a five-step process. You go through by resetting your nervous system at D, which is discoveries. You're discovering that you can. You have the power inside of you to reset yourself and flip the triangle. If you think, of, if you think yourself as a pyramid, and the pyramid should have a strong base and a light top. And now in today's Western world, we've got a, we've got a heavy top and a light bottom. And that needs to be flipped. So in the first discovery and, and realisation the, the first two steps of the dream method, you, f- you start to flip that triangle, uh, the pyramid. And it's really about breathing meditation and moving meditation are, are the two things that do that for you. And the third part of the dream method is embracing, about embracing your life. Because we find a lot of things we're, we're polarised about. And what I do in the dream method is to, to, to see that polarisation and see why it's there. Because it's there for a reason. And once we get past that realisation of, wow, it's there, embracing who you are. People call it, some people call it shadow work. I just call it about ridding the negative energy out of your body, accepting that it's there, accepting that you could be like that, but you can clear it and then be who you want. So you start to embrace who you really are. You start to actualize your life, which is the A in in dream method, the, the fourth step. And the fifth step is actually making it all your own. So there's lots of rituals, techniques, um, tricks and hacks to go through this whole course um, to get to making it your own so you can find your own practice out of it. And I don't mm. want really people to use me as a, the guru, as I say, because once you get to that point of making it your own, you realise that you're, you're the master of your own destiny. So it's a one-to-one coaching course that I go through coaching people through this whole series of um, or all these five modules. And I've been running it for a couple of years now, and the results have been remarkable, absolutely mm. remarkable. Um, for the people who want to do the work, uh, me being the guide for them, I'm so honoured, actually, when you see a human being come through the end of it and you go, wow, look what's happened to you now. And then I realise my own journey and where I've come from as well. 
and through the conversations that we're having in the coaching conversations, we're both growing so much, both me and, and the clients. So that's why I love it. And I'm setting up other online courses with some of the clients who've actually been through the dream method now to actually go into other aspects of life, not just highly sensitive people. But I love working with highly sensitive people because they are such beautiful, wonderful people. And that's mm. what I love doing. I love, I love helping them. And, and highly sensitive people tend to be attracted to the Qigong classes that I do in my local area, um, which is, again, another asset for me because they're all wonderful yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, Peter, how can people find out more about you and your work? PeterPaulParker.co.uk um, is my main website. You've got PeterPaulParker.com if you want to go straight to see the free webinar about the dream method, PeterPaulParker.com, or just Google Peter Paul Parker and there's, there's tons of stuff up there. I, I write prolifically as a blogger um, and I do lots of videos on YouTube and I'm continually putting content out about this because I'm continually working out things about myself. So I'm continually sharing that. So you can find me just peterpaulparker.com, but don't forget to put the pool in because you know <laughs> why is that? <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> That's whatever. You'll get Spider-Man. <laughs> and it won't be me. Unfortunately. But it'd, be, it'd be a superhero, a real superhero. But, for me, if you want that, put the pool in, Peter Paul Parker. I, I think there was one musician who was called that. Is it, there's a musician called Paul Parker. Um, but, yeah, Peter Paul Parker, you can find me quite easily. So, Oh, wonderful. Well, Peter Paul Parker, this has just been such a delight. You are just a shining light, and I've enjoyed every second that I've gotten to spend with you today. So thank you so much for being here with me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Lovely. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.